I've always wanted to talk a bit on this podcast about how asking for help should never be stigmatized. About how, in the realm of higher education in particular, I think, there's this underlying notion that if you can't hack it alone, you shouldn't be here. After all, you are the one doing the readings. You are the one submitting the assignments, and you are the one getting the grade. And while technically those things are true, it misses the fundamental fact that we are social beings and social learners. Today on the pod, I was thrilled to have Nikki Anu on to talk about the UA Think Tank. So what is the Think Tank? Well, just to say it's a tutoring service is kind of like saying the spaceship is just a metal tube. I'm just going to read you how they describe the division on the website. Think Tank is dedicated to empowering UA students by providing a positive environment where they can master the skills needed to become successful, lifelong learners. By offering a wide range of programs and services, Think Tank encourages students to apply and refine transferable skills that will sustain them through their academic and professional lives. Strengthened by partnerships, application of research, and the use of technology, Think Tank creates diverse learning environments that promote academic and personal exploration, collaboration, and critical thinking. Now, personally, I wish I'd had both known about and used something like Think Tank when I was in school. Some of the classes that I struggled with maybe wouldn't have been such incredible sources of anxiety at the time. So as the East Coast battens down the hatches for what looks like another possibly tremendous winter storm, and the folks here with me in Arizona are opening their windows and sitting on their porches, in January, enjoy episode 32, a thoroughly enjoyable conversation with whom I have come to think of as the heart of Think Tank, Nikki Anu. I'm Dr. Ryan Strait. Assistant Professor of Educational Technology at the University of Arizona, and this is The New Professor. I don't think a lot of students are comfortable with that necessarily. Yeah. They think there's a stigma involved with it. Absolutely. Um, and I, I tell all my students about Think Tank. Like, but, oh, but the difficulty that they have is that they are completely online. I mean, our students are all over the world. I have active duty students across the ocean, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and they sometimes don't feel that that, that allows them an in mm-hmm. because they are online, because right. they are distance. Yeah. Right. And, uh, so it'll be nice to have someone say, no, no, no. And I can say, it's not just me. Yeah. You don't have to believe me. You can believe her. Definitely. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So um, I think we're ready to go. So welcome to, I have no idea what episode number this is, honestly. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, uh, the, the new professor um, sitting down here with someone that I've wanted to talk to about about this thing for, for a very long time. 
for since last year. Actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been planning this. Um, so I'm going to uh, let her introduce herself and we will just kick this off. So Nikki, please. Okay. Um, so I'm Nikki. I am the administrative services manager at Think Tank. Um, I moved to Tucson three years ago and I'm originally from California. I most recently moved from San Francisco, but I grew up in San Diego and LA. Um, the weather was a big adjustment for me here. I don't like the heat that much. Um, so it's very strange that I live here, but I like it. <laughs> I had the same experience, except I came from Ohio. Oh, okay. So yeah, I, I super had different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the typical typical reaction to moving out here. Yeah. I, I saw that you're, you lived in San Francisco, and I'm like, oh. Yes. I love going to San Francisco. Yeah, it's a it. good place to go. And then leave. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I say about Ohio. You kind of have to leave. It's really expensive to live there. This is true. This is true. Yeah. Uh, so tell us what Think Tank is, because I think a, a, okay. some of us know, some of us have maybe heard about it um, in passing, or typically I think students get introduced to it, um, at least in our in our case, at like new student orientation. And right. it's, a, it's just one bullet on a list of resources on a slide that's up for maybe a minute, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that that doesn't really do it a, a service because of, of what the amazing things uh, that it does. So can you just, like, give us a rundown of, like, what it does, kind of what – not what the mission is necessarily, but kind sure. of how you see it uh, serving the population, I guess. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so Think Tank is an academic support center on campus. It's open to all students. I think one of the things that people think about Think Tank is that it's only in whatever location they go to it at. So if that's Bear Down Gym or they go to our location at Park Student Union. Um, but we really think of ourselves as being all over campus. Supplemental instruction s- sessions happen all over campus. We're online. Um, we do a lot. Uh, we schedule for successes in a lot of different places on campus. And so we try to get students to think of it not as just the tutoring center that's stationed at different locations, but a resource that's available to you in many forms all over campus, but also in the online space. I actually, I have a connection to it because I used to work for SI. Oh, For supplemental really? instruction. Yeah, when I was in grad school, I was the uh, the graduate, graduate assistant for the SI coordinator. That's awesome. And I would go around to the sessions and give the SI students reviews and things uh-huh. like that it was a lot of fun and yeah. i had no idea that it even existed until i got that ga position right and i was like this is why didn't i know about this when right. i was taking these traditionally very difficult courses yeah yeah and think tank covers a lot of those same courses right like the mm-hmm. the kind of drop-in tutoring f- private tutoring covers some of those same courses yeah. Um, I think that's a really common reaction to Think Tank that we get from students all the time is I didn't know that this was here. Mm. Um, And because our services are all over campus, a lot of people don't connect that they come from the same place. So SI is usually thought of as being very separate from Think Tank. Mm. And so they're surprised when they find out about tutoring or other um, academic skills tutoring that we offer. And they are like, wow, it's all from the same place. Like, why didn't I know about this? (laughs) (laughs) Publicity is so hard. Yeah, yeah, it really is. <laughs> and you would think that, you know, I mean, the whole reason that we're all here is to learn things and, and share things. And you would think that any any resource that helps you do that better would be at the top of the list of things you want to hear about. But it seems right. like it often falls to the wayside. Yeah. 
I do think it depends too on when a student is ready to hear about that resource. So a lot of people when they hear tutoring think of really negative associations or they're sent by their professor to the writing center or to math tutoring and they just think I don't want to be here <laughs> or I don't want to <laughs> know about this um, or that it's a place that you only go when you like need help or need to be doing better in your courses and so we do a lot of work around that with students as well helping them to understand think tank as a resource that you connect to at any point whether you're struggling in your courses or not like it's great uh, for you to know what we offer and to just come in and see what we're about or to chat online and ask questions about our services or call um, and really connect I think is what's important and not to look at it as like this is somewhere I have to go because I messed up. Right and that's that's something I've been thinking about a lot um, and and trying to, to fight in, in, in the little ways that I can mm-hmm. you know, with, with the students that I have and the inst- and orientations that I go to and, and present at and whatnot. This idea that that's, you only go when you aren't good enough mm-hmm. you know? and that is totally the wrong way to think about it. Mm-hmm. Right, because it is simply it's like it, going to the gym. You know, you don't go to the gym just because you you're weak. You go to the gym because you want to be stronger. Right, right. right? <laughs> you want to be fitter, yeah. even if you're already fit. So even if you think you're a good writer, you think that you have these things covered. Mm-hmm. You should probably still check it out because it can make you better. Right? right, show you things that you maybe hadn't seen before, and things that maybe your instructor didn't never necessarily give you feedback on or give you instruction mm-hmm. on at all. Like I, I have students write papers occasionally in my classes. Mostly it's projects, but sometimes it's papers. Uh-huh. And, you know, I often tell them, you know, I suggest you go visit the think tank to get some, some assistance in writing. And uh-huh. I have to be very careful about how I say that. Right. Because a lot of times students see it as punishment, like you said, or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you, I, I'm failing you on this, which I, you know, I didn't. But, right. you know, like you, you would be... You're only going to get an A if you go get help because yeah. you're not good enough for this. Mm-hmm. And that's such a fine line to walk, right? I think, yeah, it really is. Um, and I think that's something that we try to do in a lot of different ways. Address that in a lot of ways. So peer tutoring is a big part of that. All of our or most of our students, and we have over 200 student workers that think tank in different positions. Wow. Um, that's big. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that. Yeah, it's, it's a, huge. It's a small <laughs> army. <laughs> it really is. Um, most of them are undergraduate students who have all taken these courses and understand the challenges of being a student at the U of A. Um, and so we do, we gear a lot of our um, training towards that understanding of like, I know what it's like to be in your position and I'm not trying to tell you that like you don't know what you're doing. I'm just here to offer support. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly in the writing center, uh, we sort of pitch tutors as another set of eyes on something rather than like someone who's going to tell you how to write your paper or how mm-hmm. to be a better writer. Um, so that it is more of that peer model of support rather than a really negative sort of here's the expert on this and they're going to fix you. <laughs> That's such a great way, great way of couching that. But the idea that, you know, like I said, it's just, it's, I don't want to keep saying supplemental because I know it's not just SI, but mm-hmm. yeah, you yeah. know, another pair of eyes that is not yours and not the instructors. And you can't always get a roommate to right. help you <laughs> edit your papers. You know? Right, right. 
So yeah, it's definitely, I think, helpful in that sense for students to understand like this person was in my shoes just maybe even a semester ago. And so they understand what the challenges are and they're not judging me. Like they're just here to help me do better in classes or build skills or just be there to say like, hey, I went through this and now I'm on the other side of it. Like you can be too. Mm-hmm. So let's, I, w- I want to change direction a little bit, cause okay. I, but I want to come back to this sure. because I think that... Uh, we can naturally come back to this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I want to hear how you kind of got here. Because okay. you, you told me uh, earlier, electronically, um, kind of your, I don't want to say journey, but kind of the steps that led you up to the work that you're doing now. Sure. And how it's so valuable. Yeah. So would you mind? Um, sure. So I started in community college. I was homeschooled um, from first grade through high school. And I graduated a year early, so um, that worked out really well for me. I'm a really introverted, like quiet person. I'm super independent, so I liked homeschooling. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I wasn't like I loved learning. I wasn't super stoked on myself as a student. Like I wasn't like, oh, I'm so smart. Uh, <laughs> I want to go to college. Uh, my parents kind of forced it on me, and I started in community college. Um, And I'm so grateful that they did because I wouldn't have done it otherwise. I would have just sort of meandered. Um, And community college was great for me. I started taking math courses, which was my worst subject in high school. And I did really, really well. Um, And one of my professors recommended that I be a tutor at my community college. And so I did that because I needed a job. Um, (laughs) Everything that I do, I do with lots of trepidation and just self-doubt. So. I don't think you're alone at all. (laughs) Um, So I wasn't sure I'd be successful at that, but I really loved it. Um, Tutoring opened up a lot of doors for me in terms of um, I wanted to be an elementary school teacher. And so tutoring adults was scary to me. I didn't know if I could do that, Um, but it worked out really well. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed uh, the community college environment just because there's so many students who are non-traditional and they're from all different walks of life. Um, I think of myself as an old soul, so I felt like I fit in really well there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I at first was just going to get my AA and and get out of there, Um, but I connected with a lot of people who encouraged me to sort of dream bigger and to continue pursuing my education so I took a year off to I was at community college for five years partly because I had to pay for it myself and partly because I kept changing my major <laughs> couldn't decide what I wanted to do and again pretty typical I think. Yeah, yeah I think I'm still in, in that boat <laughs> um, <laughs> but I took a year off so that I could turn 24 and get financial aid based on my own income and then I moved to San Francisco and finished my bachelor's in linguistics. Um, Transferring to a four-year was a really difficult experience for me. Um, I had made so many connections in community college and I lived at home, so that was really comfortable for me. And then moving to a new city that was super competitive in a school where I felt like no one knew who I was or cared. (laughs) And I had to sort of navigate, I'm a first-generation college student, so I had to navigate this system it was super scary and intimidating um but i think that because of my community college experience i always navigate that sort of intimidation by connecting to resources so i got super involved in res life um i found 
a lot of Uh, a good sense of community in my English department with people who are also tutors. I didn't tutor at San Francisco State, but I was friends with lots of tutors. I did service learning. Um, So finding a way to connect and engage and keep myself interested in ways that I knew, like, I'm good at these things, so (laughs) I'm going to do them. And it'll help me navigate the things that I feel like I'm really bad at. (laughs) Um, So I did that, and I finished... um, my bachelor's degree, and then I moved out here with my parents. They were moving here to take care of my grandma, um, and I was in a lot of debt. I was homeless for half a semester in San Francisco, um, so I maxed out my credit cards, and I was like, yeah, I have no money, and I have no plan, <laughs> <laughs> so I need to move back home. Um, and we moved here to Tucson, and I applied at the think tank. I had worked in a lot of different student services positions in community college. Um, after I was a tutor, I worked in student activities um, and worked with the student government a little bit. So that's where I learned about student affairs. Um, I had a really good student affairs mentor in the student government who sort of showed me the ropes and helped me understand like how I could be successful in that field. Um, And then when I transferred to SFSU, I worked in the financial aid office, which was a really different experience, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but a helpful one. I do a lot of financial work in my job currently, and that helps (laughs) having that that experience. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Financials at the university level are, that's, it's a foreign language as far as I'm concerned. My my wife does, she's a financial analyst in one of the colleges here and she tells me what she does and I'm like, I just, you you might as well be speaking Russian. I don't understand. Right. Right. Also super intense. Like you yeah. go from tutoring where everyone is like needing help and they are really grateful for that to financial aid. It's like, where's my financial aid disbursement? It's and a then, really and then different vibe. <laughs> everybody's either in trouble because they didn't do something or freaking out because they didn't get something. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so I applied to work at Think Tank. What drew me there is the tutoring. Like I loved being a tutor the most, I think, out of all my job experiences. So to be back in an environment that was focused on helping students succeed academically was really important to me. Um, and a lot of my job is administrative. So there's I do billing and like different things at Think Tank that help me expand my skill set. Um, but what really drew me to it was the student development piece and helping students um, with their academics. Um, and when I came here to interview for the job, I was like, oh, wow, there's no way they're going to hire me to work here. <laughs> Look Come at this on. impressive university. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Think Tank was the most established place I had applied to in my career at that point. Um, and when was this? That was in... March 2016. So I interviewed. So relatively recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I interviewed for the job, and then I did a second interview, which I'd never done before. And I was like, wow, this feels really grown up and important <laughs> and serious. <laughs> and then they hired me. Um, and so now I work at Think Tank. I absolutely love it. Um, a big part of my job is hiring, training, and supervising the front desk staff. Uh, So I supervise a team of 25 student employees, um, and they're all the best. I just adore (laughs) working with them. I think they're so great, and it's such a privilege to be a supervisor, I think, of students and to get to see them grow um, and change over the years that they work here. Um, And so that's a lot of fun. 
and I get to do a lot of different things with them. So I'm training them to provide like customer service support to other students who are trying to connect to think tank services. But then on the other side of that, I'm also trying to help them develop professionally and to think about and be really cognizant of the transferable skills they're getting while they're working here. Um, so that they can translate those things out. None of them want to be like professional desk assistants. So <laughs> I try to make it really relevant. Like what you're doing here is actually going to help you in the future. Because I think that was another thing that I struggled with as a college student is the road to get your degree can sometimes be very long and it mm. doesn't always make sense. Like I'm sitting in a literature class from like, we're reading things from like the 1800s. I'm like, where am I ever going to use this knowledge? <laughs> like, why am I here? <laughs> That's. I think a lot of students ask themselves that same question a mm -hmm. lot of the time. Yeah. yeah. And another thing that I love about supervising students is being able to share those things that I've learned um, by being a college student. Like everyone always told me college is like the best years of your life. And so I kept waiting for that to be true, and it totally was not for me. <laughs> I was like, if these are the best years of my life, this is going to be pretty dark. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, and so I think helping students understand that, like, going to college is a hard experience. Like, yes, you are doing something that is absolutely, like, bettering you all the time and, like, hopefully means something great for your future but in the meantime like you're hungry and you don't have a lot of money and <laughs> people don't always give you a lot of respect as like a person mm -hmm. um which is another thing I try to build into my student employees experience at Think Tank is always making them feel like your voice matters and you are just as much a part of helping us improve the student experience as the professional staff members are mm -hmm. um because I think that students bring so much um knowledge and experience to what they do and they're not always treated that way and that really is awful um so i try to make sure as a supervisor that i'm not doing that to students <laughs> it makes me think of something uh, in your bio you've mentioned that one of the things you like doing is, is binging older shows that have been off the air for a couple of years so you're oh, kind of yeah. just catching up you know yeah. and one of my favorite shows is hannibal oh so i was really bummed when it got canceled uh, but there's a there's a scene in Hannibal. I don't remember which season it is, but it's not recent, which is what made me think of it, uh -huh. uh, where he's talking to uh, one of the other characters, and she says, I'm just an FBI trainee. And he says, never a trainee, a future agent. Yeah. Or an agent in training or something like that. Yeah. But trying to get across the idea that you're not, because you hear that just a student mm -hmm. a lot. You mm -hmm. know, I'm just a student. And that always bugs me. Yeah. It's like, what do you mean just a student? Like, what you're doing is amazing. Right. <laughs> you know? right. Like you are doing so much with your brain mm -hmm. that is completely unique to you. No one else in the world has your exact knowledge base because right. no one brings your experience that mm -hmm. you've had to it. And, uh, yeah, I love that you are focusing on that, you know, yeah. helping students get out of that mindset of just a student. Right. Yeah. And I learned so much from my students. Like, I do think it's really awful when I hear people saying, just a student, especially educators. I just feel like that should yeah. not be a phrase that is in our mouths. <laughs> I really shouldn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like as much as I try to impart to my students, they teach me so much more. Um, whether it's like my students have very varied majors. Um, one of them is like studying equine science. So I've learned a lot about horses. Cool. <laughs> um, cool. Lots of them want to be doctors and I'm not a sciencey person. So I've learned a lot about that. Um, 
but they're also just are so resilient and they have so much experience in life that like you can't have all the experiences you know as one person Mm -hmm. so it's great to be able to learn from them and their experience and just to be a part of that and live vicariously through them yeah absolutely. I, i had a student last year that uh I mean, I, I, I have students from all walks, just like you do. Yeah. In your, in your, uh, in your office, and I had one that does welding art. Oh, very cool. Like, yeah, like she, she, had, you know, got the the welding mask. Yeah. And the, you know, and the whole thing, and she showed me a picture of one of the things she's done. And I'm like, that is amazing. Right. Yeah. And she's like not an art student mm-hmm. at all. She just did it on the side. And I was like, you are the coolest person I know. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, you, you mentioned, um, I just found out recently uh, some of the the things the Dean of Students offers. And you, you mentioned that there was a period of time uh, where you had some, call it economic uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Right? And uh, just a shout out to them that they, and I don't think a lot of people know this, um, but they have like a food pantry. Yeah. They have, they're building a closet for like maybe students that have a job interview but they don't have any nice clothes to wear for it mm-hmm. they'll be giving that away yeah. like there's so many services and I tell my students that it's, I even put it in my syllabus now I'm like if you have any trouble if you have a you know if you have to choose between eating and buying a textbook something is wrong and it's not you right you know, right call these people talk to them talk to me whatever because you know it, they shouldn't have to do like what you said you know, max mm-hmm. out your credit cards and not know what you're going to do and have to Right. Leave the life that you've grown accustomed to just because you want to go to school. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So just a little aside for that. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. And I think not in the same way, but I think of Think Tank as a resource like that. Like you should never have to be out on your own struggling with math when we have five locations where you can go and get help with math. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> and actually, yeah, your, your kind of journey through this um, – Mirrors in a lot of ways virtually all of our students uh, on the South Campus and at the distance campuses mm-hmm. because we are exclusively a two plus two. Mm-hmm. So all of our students went to community college, got their associates, and then they come to us. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, I, I love sharing with them stories of, you know, maybe they just started or maybe yeah. they're just ending, but, you know, call it success stories from people who did the exact same thing. Right. And are having a great time. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I have so much love and respect for community college. Like, I think it's such a safe way to sort of start college. Um, I really think if I had just jumped into four-year that I wouldn't be where I am now. Um, And I think that people sometimes look down on community college, but it really does a lot in terms of, like, you can go at your own pace. There mm-hmm. isn't as much sort of competition or money at stake, really. That's, um, a, that's a huge And concern. so it's yeah. it's really a place where you can take your time and, like, figure out what you want. And that's definitely what I did in community college. Um, but I think also, like, community is literally in the name. There was a <laughs> lot of um, opportunities for me to connect with people. And that was really um, important in my journey is connecting to people who could sort of open up different parts of life that I hadn't explored or help me think about myself differently. And so then that propelled me forward to do what I'm doing now. And am I right in thinking that you're going to grad school? I am, yes. I That's am exciting. getting in a master's in clinical mental health counseling. Nice. Yeah. So it, it brings me back to this idea of, of 
the stigma surrounding asking for help mm -hmm. because I can say unequivocally that anyone going to grad school now you might get through undergrad without going to a tutor or, yeah. or getting any kind of writing support or anything like that but I can unequivocally say that <laughs> anyone that is going to grad school or has gone to grad school has sought that out yeah because this it's such high stakes on individual just like one you know one assignment mm -hmm. one paper one project whatever so having eyes on that, help asking for help, mm -hmm. you know, having a cohort, it will happen then. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. not. It's not just you know. So you can say, yeah, you might not think you need it now, but you know, it. It's something that will come up, even I think even out in the, I hate saying the, the real world, but mm -hmm. you know, out in, in after you've graduated and you're in corporate or industry or or government or whatever. There's never a time when you shouldn't kind of ask for more eyes. Right, right. I really don't think there is. And I think that's so hard, especially in our society, which is very competitive and, like, mm. has a lot of comparison in it. Um, it's really hard to ask for help and not feel like you're diminishing yourself in some way. Um, but I do think it's so important for students to start doing that in undergrad because then maybe by the time you're in grad school, if you're not used to asking for help, you won't. And you'll mm -hmm. feel completely overwhelmed by these major projects that you have. Um, and I think there are ways to think about support, too, that's not connected to, like, academic support centers, like um, – in my, I go to the NAU Extension campus, so there are not as many resources available to us, but we are each other's resources in my cohort. So being able to ask your peers for help <laughs> is also a different experience, too. Mm. Um, and you learn a lot of skills, I think, in um, practicing asking for help or asking for support. So can you just, because I like to have concrete examples, can you give sure. us, like, um, just a couple, like, specific examples of what someone might come to the think tank for sure. it, whether it's you know the instructor said you should check out this resource mm -hmm. or if it's they saw it in student orientation where again it was just one item on a list of things that they may check out if they want to sure yeah. so we do a lot of work um at orientation, new student orientation, talking about think tank to incoming freshmen and one of the things that I like to do is describe the environment we have in any of our locations. Um, most of these students are going to be on campus, so that's more relevant to them, but I tell them, like, even if you don't need help, just come in and check it out, because you might find something that you didn't know you needed, or you might just want to study in the lobby of Bear Down Gym, and that's totally fine. <laughs> we have students who hang out there all day. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and maybe you need that. Like you just need a space to study where other people are studying and mm. that's fine. That's something that we can offer you. Where you don't have to buy a coffee just to sit there. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, and then also like lots of people come in and they have to take math and they're really afraid of doing that. And so we tell them about math drop-ins, which we have at every location and we have online and we talk about all the ways that you can connect to math support. But also I still encourage students, like even if you're not sure that you wanna do it or you're not sure that you need help, like um, one thing I like to say to students is you're probably already really great at math. And they are either like, um, no, or <laughs> they laugh because they're like, okay, maybe. <laughs> I was like, so just come in and start your homework. If you don't have a question, that's okay. Like if you come up with one, 
then you can ask. Like we have tutors there who will answer your questions. Um, That's brilliant. Yeah, but really just <laughs> helping students understand Think Tank as a place where you can connect to a resource. And I think that's why my staff is so important. Um, whether you come into a location and they're the ones greeting you and telling you the way things work, or you chat us online, or you send an email, um, we're going to answer you and give you lots of different sorts of options. Um, some students never need tutoring, but they love using like the uh, handouts that our academic skills tutors and learning specialists hand out, like the semester on a page or the weekly study planner. Um, so I think I try to talk about Think Tank in really broad strokes sometimes because I never know what will be relevant to a student. Mm-hmm. Like you might be thinking that you want to get help in the writing center and then while you're there you find out that we offer workshops on time management and you're like oh I really need that in my life like I'm gonna go to that. <laughs> um, Everybody needs that. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah that's sort of what I like to look at Think Tank as is like maybe you have a very specific idea of what you want to come there for or you're just like well my professor sent me here I just want extra credit how do I get that Mm. um what I like to emphasize with my staff is to ask questions about how they're doing like what are they interested in and maybe try to offer other resources that they might find worth their time so that they don't feel like I just came here because my professor told me to and I just want to get out now (laughs) (laughs) which I'm sure you I'm sure you battle that a lot Yeah, yeah yeah and I think I understand that, obviously, but it's also really hard on the student, I think. Like, I always feel really bad for students when the first thing they say is, like, my professor told me to come here. Right, because the the conversation is starting with, I've been told I'm not good enough. Right, and they're already so, like, discouraged about that, and I think that that's terrible, (laughs) and I don't like that. Um, But trying to turn that into a positive, which is, like, what else can we help you with while you're here? And even if there's nothing, like, they just that's where they want to be like I just want to get my extra credit and get out of here (laughs) that's fine too but I think making the interactions that they have they're really meaningful and making them feel welcome and like they do belong so that if they do decide later like oh I remember that like think tank place I went to maybe they could help me with this like they will come back or they will like look us up online and Mm -hmm. see if there's something available to them that they need and for the students that aren't aren't on campus which Mm -hmm. is virtually all of my students, yeah, <laughs> you know, virtually yeah. all of the uh, the quote unquote South Campus students. Mm-hmm. Um, th- is there anything that you offer for them? Because obviously they can't just drop in, right? You know, right. So do you use like have you start like started using Zoom for like one on one tutoring and stuff like that or what? Yes, we do have um, online math drop ins and online writing drop ins that our tutors provide through Zoom. Um, Our online hours tend to be in the evenings, late evenings, so that students who are working or students who, they're outside the hours that we offer, like, on campus. Um, But we do offer that. We also offer private tutoring through Zoom. Um, And we're always looking for, like, ways to expand our online services. That's something that we're trying to focus on, um, is offering more for students who can't come to campus. Um, But those are two of our main resources. We also offer academic skills workshops online. um, And those are also later in the evenings so that people can sort of catch those. Um, So we do have those resources available. 
And then I encourage students, whether they're on campus or off, if they see a need and we don't meet it, to let us know, either by sending us an email or using the online chat feature to ask a desk assistant, like, hey, what about this? <laughs> um, <laughs> because even if we don't have the service, I think one of the great things about Think Tank and the staff and why I like working there is that we are very student-centered. And so when we get ideas that are like, yeah, obviously we need that, like we will work towards getting them. Mm. Um, and I am just a big advocate of feedback from students and students being engaged in the process of making the world what they need it to be. Um, and I so, love that. yeah, <laughs> that's um, such a great mantra. <laughs> and so, if that starts at Think Tank, you know, that's great. That's where I work now, so we can start there. That will that will be your legacy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I have students that. I, I do a little bit of, I don't want to say I do a little bit of everything, but the, the content in my courses, just as an example, kind of runs a, a pretty wide gamut. Mm -hmm. You know, everything from learning how to code in R to learning how to write a usability test. You know, mm -hmm. so it's a very, it's pretty wide. Um, so if, just for an example, if I had some students taking my statistics class mm -hmm. and uh, they felt like they needed some, ex, you know, some extra help that maybe I'd didn't have the ability to, to offer them because of time or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Could they, in theory, just come to Think Tank or shoot an email and say, hey, we were hoping that you could provide some, some tutoring on X subject. Here's the class. This is it. Yeah. If you don't yet, could you in the future? Could you find somebody that could? I mean, is that is that something that they could actually do? That's definitely something that we work towards. So... Um, we usually spell out on the website what we offer, but we always, when we get emails from students about like, hey, I have this class, it's not necessarily math 100 through 129, but there are math-related concepts. Then our tutoring service coordinator and one of our co-directors will look at that and see like, can we offer that support now? And if it's not something we can offer now, it's something that we definitely look into like, what is the feasibility of being able to offer this service? Um, and there are obviously a lot of factors that go into that. Oh, yeah. um, but for me, my job um, is sort of just to collect that feedback. And I don't judge any ideas. Like, I'm like, mm, I don't think we can offer that. Because I don't know. <laughs> like, maybe we can. <laughs> maybe <you> can yeah. <laughs> What's important to me is that students communicate that need and that I, like, hold on to it. Which I do. If someone gives me an idea that I think is really good... There are ideas that I've had since I started working here that I'm still trying to figure out, like, how do I do this with, like, a limited budget and, like... <laughs> <laughs> That's something so we I all ask ourselves. Kick it around in my head until, it, like, I can actualize it in some way. So, <laughs> <laughs> so which, which brings me to, well, first, if for, the, for instructors, mm -hmm. is it possible for them to, to contact the think tank and say, hey, I was hoping that you could start providing this class content? Oh, yeah, you know, not definitely. coming from the student, but actually coming from the instructor. Here's here's supplemental work for it. Here's everything. Could they do that? And then it could become a, a thing. Yeah, a more yeah, thing. that's definitely an option. Um, we have a lot of partnerships on campus, and we are always encouraging faculty to reach out to us and to look for ways to partner with them in order to offer services. And so that's amazing if faculty reach out and connect with us and say, hey, I really need support here. Here are some ideas I have about how to get that done. Um, and we will definitely work with them on that. Um, we have an established relationship with the math department that we do sort of the same things. Like we've 
um, been able to develop a lot of our services in order to support needs. SI is based mostly in faculty collaboration. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely. I always encourage instructors to reach out and to connect. Um, another thing, too, even if you don't, like, want necessarily like some huge partnership is just to stay connected to think tank we change services a lot and we add services a lot and so um when instructors are referring students to think tank it's great that they know like what we're offering this semester what we can offer um the same goes for like writing because the writing center consults on um all disciplines it's great if you, even if you're not an english faculty member if you teach gen eds or have any sort of writing component in your class that you reach out to our assistant director of writing support and let him know like hey what's available to my students or hey do you want to work on this like idea that i have together um so we we should talk yeah more about that oh yeah yeah <laughs> after the recording <laughs> um so uh, finally I, I just wanted to ask if uh say the uh, say the student wants to get involved with think tank mm-hmm. but not from a being tutored standpoint but is interested in tutoring Oh, we love that. How, how, <laughs> how, uh, how would they go about that? Who, who would be, I guess, who would be uh, eligible for that? And then how, do they, how would they go about that? So the majority of our positions, like tutors or SI leaders, um, they need to have at least one semester at the U of A completed before they apply. And then they need an A or B in the class. Um, There are different sorts of qualifications for tutors versus SI leaders and academic skills tutors, but those are kind of across the board, like Mm -hmm. the requirements. Um, Some of them need recommendations from professors. Um, And then on our website, we're working on our website a lot these days, but um, we post all of the job applications and then through our social media, we're working on marketing better so that when we're hiring, which we will be doing a huge round of hiring this spring. Hear that? Um, yeah. <laughs> Check our social media for that. <laughs> um, that those are options for students um, that we're trying to be more uh, conscious of how we market that so that students know that those are opportunities that are available to them. Um, For desk assistants and office assistants, I hire incoming freshmen. Um, So I have a lot of freshmen that work for me currently. Um, And those we sort of market in the same way around the same times through our social media. Um, There aren't a lot of qualifications for desk assistant or office assistant positions, just that you're ready to learn (laughs) and that you like helping people. but yeah, we have tons of student positions. We're always looking for math and science tutors. Um, and that's definitely something like when we're at orientation, as an example, there are students who come in, whether it's transfer orientation or they were just really strong students in high school. And that's something that they're really interested in is being a tutor. And um, I think Think Tank does a good job of encouraging students to work there because it is a way to connect and sort of um like for me, being a tutor really helped me finish my degree. <laughs> it gave me like a lot of motivation. And so I think that we're very cognizant of that when we're hiring students. And we have over 200, so there's yeah. a lot of positions to fill. Um, yeah. Yeah, I forgot the Think Tank Army. Yes. That's, yeah. <laughs> that should be your Twitter handle. <laughs> Think Tank Army. Um, yeah, and, and it's worth mentioning that, you know, working on campus 
is a great foot in the door for so much stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even post graduation, you know, getting a like a position like yours, like yeah. working at a university, is an awesome thing to do. Yeah. Kind of regardless of where or at what level. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So, and students should definitely look into that. Yeah. Um, thank you so sure. much. Thanks I think for we're, we're kind of we're kind of running out of time. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for coming. I I really appreciate you kind of helping to to expand our knowledge on this thing. Um, everything that we've talked about, I will put in the show notes. Um, maybe even some stuff that we didn't talk about. We'll see. Cool. And uh, hopefully, you will be getting uh, some emails from people that maybe listen to this. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> so thank you for coming. Thank you.